Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Positively You podcast. I'm Jessie, your host, and this week is a fun week for me. This week, I celebrate my 10-year anniversary of being a mom, of becoming a mom 10 years ago. That is such a huge milestone. So yes, of course, I'll be celebrating my son and his birthday and turning 10. But I think that being a mom for 10 years and having that as an anniversary, I think that that should be celebrated. So it's not really a thing. I'm going to make it a thing. We're celebrating anniversaries. If you want to celebrate your anniversary, let's do it. Let's make this a thing. <laughs> so I have, of course, been reflecting the last little bit over the last 10 years, all of the things that I have learned and how much, not only how much has my family grown and my kids have grown, but how much I personally as a person, as an individual, and as a mother, how much I've grown over this last decade. And I really do think that it's kind of funny or sad that we don't celebrate it more or talk about this growth and these milestones that we have as moms. I mean, sure, we have Mother's Day, but let's be honest, that's more for like our kids to give us cute little crafts and cold breakfast in bed. I love it. I love Mother's Day, but let's be real. We do a lot of work for Mother's Day ourselves. And of course, we celebrate our kids' birthdays and we celebrate their milestones. But really, if we think about it, especially when we had our first baby, there were two births that actually happened that day. You had your kid, your new little baby that you waited for forever, but also you birthed a new part of you, a new addition of you, not a whole new person. I don't want to say you birthed a new you because you're still you. You didn't die and get reborn, but you now have this added piece to your identity. And I think that that should be celebrated. So let's celebrate. (laughs) I thought that it would be fun to kind of celebrate on here with just a little list, you know, I love to make lists of things that I've learned since becoming a mom. And I looked on the internet and there's a lot of these lists like that, like things I learned in my first year of motherhood or things I've learned since being a mom. And they're all like, they're good posts, but a lot of them are kind of like tongue in cheek, like always have wet wipes or you'll never poop in peace again or like funny things like that. And I am relating this more to like what I have learned that relates to me since becoming a mom. So not so much with like the always make sure you have your diaper bag packed and stuff like that, but more, well, let's just get into it and you'll know what I'm talking about. But the first one (laughs) that I'm going to say is number one, it goes by way too fast. Yep. 
I am kicking this list off with a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. Isn't that the point of a cliche? I'm sitting here just scratching my head in awe and wondering how in the heck 10 years got here so fast. There's another cliche that says the days are long, but the years are short. And that one is also incredibly true. I remember so many times where I was just so flipping tired and so touched out and just so done with cleaning up spills or smelling dirty diapers or just all of that overwhelm that comes with the little, little tiny kid years that if one more person had said like, oh, just enjoy it. It goes by way too fast. Like you want to like sucker punch those people, right? You're like, oh, I don't care. So with it being said that it goes by way too fast, I don't necessarily think that it needs to be enjoy it because it all goes by so fast. That opens up the door for mom guilt. And you know how I feel about mom guilt. So I don't think it's like, oh, enjoy every little second because it goes by so fast. No, no, no. I think just knowing that it goes by fast is enough and that you can just breathe and it's fine. And just understanding that and kind of just the fact is that it's going by fast. You can enjoy this part. You cannot enjoy this part. Whatever. It just goes by fast. That's what I've learned. That's number one. All right. So number two, everyone, everyone has an opinion. From the second you get pregnant and actually even before, Everyone in your life, and even those who literally have nothing to do with you on a personal level, they have an opinion. And I learned that lesson very quickly in my motherhood journey. What took me a little bit longer to learn was that it's just that. It's an opinion. And an opinion is not fact. Can it be true? Sure, maybe, possibly. Can it be a load of crap? Yes, totally. Is an opinion most likely just a reflection of the person with the opinion and not actually about me and what I'm doing and what they have the opinion on? Absolutely, yes. And it has taken me a lot of time and a lot of practice to get okay with other people's opinions and not letting negative ones affect me and, you know, not even letting positive ones affect me. Whether that opinion is on a name choice or a way I choose to parent or how much time I take away from my kids or how often I feed them the same peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for breakfast, lunch, and dinner (laughs) or any other thing under the sun that relates to me and my motherhood, I know that I am doing my best and that I am learning and growing each day. It's really, really, really hard not to second guess yourself when there are so many opinions swirling around you, and especially when those opinions come from people that you do value their opinion. But I guess the lesson here that I've learned is to be confident in yourself and to understand that opinions will come and opinions will go, and that's that, (laughs) let me be tongue-tied, and then an opinion is just that. It's an opinion. Let it come and let it go and you be you and you do you and feel confident in the things and the choices that you are making. All right, number three, a lesson that I've learned is moms need to feel seen and supported 
more than they need your advice. All right, so with this one, story time. When my oldest, the one that's turning 10, was a baby, his sleep was, how do I put this delicately? It didn't, it didn't exist. Sleep wasn't a thing. We didn't sleep. He didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. Nobody slept. It was fine. And like, really, I, I took a screenshot one day of um, like a time map that I had written out of like when he went to sleep, when he woke up, when he went to sleep, when he woke up. And it was insane. And I remember I posted it, I think, to like Facebook. And I got so many comments about like just advice and what I was doing. And it was a little frustrating that whenever I talked about it or vented about it, I was met with advice. And it was well-meaning advice. And I know it was coming from a place of want, you know, of support, kind of, but it wasn't helpful. Here's what I mean by that. I also have access to the internet and to Google. And guess what? Since I was never sleeping, I had plenty of time to use the Google and research every possible sleep solution. So you sending me a link or telling me what worked for you or have I heard of this trick? Yes, I've heard of it. I heard of all of it. It wasn't my lack of not knowing. I didn't really need more advice. I needed to feel seen. I just needed someone to say that sounds hard. You sound tired. And maybe just give me a hug and say, you're doing such a good job. You will be okay. Sometimes I think that we're giving advice and we think that we're giving that support. Like, oh, this helped me. Here, it'll help you. And it comes, I get it. It comes from a place of you wanting to help. But sometimes the advice doesn't land like that. It doesn't feel like that. It can feel judgmental. It can feel like, okay, that worked for you. It didn't work for me. And then I think you think that I'm implementing it wrong or whatever. I just needed to feel seen. And as my kids are getting older and as the problems are getting more complex than just not sleeping, right? As they're getting into their teenage years, it's going to be technology and friends and maturing and their bodies changing and dating and mental health and so many things. And if and when I complain or I vent or I just need to talk that out with somebody, I'm not doing it for advice. I just want to feel seen. I just want to feel supported. And I don't think that that's exclusive to me. I think all moms do. That experience with my oldest not sleeping while it was so hard and so tiring, it helped me learn a lesson that I am so grateful for is that I need to help other moms feel seen and feel supported. That I just need to give a hug or listen or let someone cry and that I don't need to just hurl all of my advice out there. That is one of the best lessons that I've learned. It was so freaking tired learning it. We just want to feel seen. We just want to feel supported. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Number four. The number four lesson that I've learned. Self-care is not selfish. All right, gang. (laughs) I feel like as a society, we're getting better at the whole idea of like, moms don't have to be these selfless martyrs that never take care of themselves. And we don't need to run ourselves ragged to earn a badge of who's the busiest or who's the best or who's the most tired. Speaking of tired, 
we're getting there. We're getting there with the whole mom martyrdom thing. But for the people in the back, let's let's say it again. Self-care isn't selfish. Think of it this way. If you were going to hire someone to help take care of your kids, either it be a nanny or a mother's help, whatever, you need someone in to kind of step in to help take care of your kids. Would you want to hire someone who is like super run down? They're tired, they're depressed, they're anxious, they never take any time off, they have kind of a crappy mindset, they hate the way their body looks, they are like running, 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 going, they take on like all the things, they're never stopping to eat or breathe, they get super excited when they get to, when they have to pee so they can have a break. Um, I don't think you would hire that person. You would not find that acceptable. You would want more from the person taking care of your kids and out of that person taking care of your kids. So why in the heck should this be any different for you? It should not. You have a responsibility to take care of yourself so that you're able to show up as the highest version of yourself possible for you, for your family, for your kids, You need to be able to come to all of your many roles and all of the hats that you wear with energy and with a love for your life. And that comes through knowing when and where and how to put yourself and your needs on the table. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. In fact, I would would venture to say that running yourself into the ground is a much more selfish thing than actually taking time for self-care. Which brings me to number five which is basic care is not self-care. I've seen a funny reel um, going around on Instagram the last little bit where it's a mom who gets in her quote-unquote self-care when it's like pee and peace and she's like, oh, super. And she gets to go to the grocery store and she's like, vacation. And like take a shower and eat sitting down. And it's like all of these things and it's like, oh, this fills my cup so much. And it's like, This is a joke, like it's a joke, but it's funny because it's true. And this video has gone completely viral because all the moms are like, oh, preach. And it's like, no, a trip to the grocery store is not a vacation and it's not self-care. I don't care how much you want to tell me that your Target run is self-care. How many times have you been in a Target and you've passed an aisle and picked up something for your family or you got reminded of like, oh, crap, I need to make sure that I get that probably every time, right? So you're not, it's not self-care if you're still doing things for other people, if it's still in mom mode, but like just a little bit more like elevated of a mom mode, you know, it's, that's not self-care. Basic care is not self-care. Taking a shower, sorry, that's not self-care. Going poop by yourself, that's not self-care. Self-care is doing things like taking notice of your mood, going to therapy, making time to work out. It's getting intentional. It's getting that time by yourself to do the things that are going to re-energize you, the things that light you up, where you just, you feel so lifted and you feel re-energized and like yourself again. That's self-care. Basic care doesn't count. Yes, you need to be doing the basic care. Like we at least start there, but don't claim that your basic care is your self-care because it's not. Wow, this episode is chuck full of good stuff. Want to know what else is full of good stuff? 
Juice Organics. It is my go-to solution for getting more greens in my diet because let's face it, sometimes getting in enough veggies is hard, but not anymore. Now I'm basically juicing every single day, but without the hassle and without the mess. With just one scoop of Juice Organics, I'm giving my body over 40 organic fruits and vegetables grown by local organic farmers. Juice Organics' mission is to inspire and empower families to live healthier lives by making it simple. Well, I'd say mission accomplished. Right now, you can get two for the price of one with a special buy one, get one free discount just for podcast listeners. Head to juiceorganics.com. That's juice, J-U-C-E. And then use the code POSITIVEU, that's positive and the letter U, at checkout to score your discount. Now, let's get back into the show. All right, (sighs) lesson number six. Grace, grace, and more grace. Grace and self-compassion have become a huge, 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 huge part of my life and (laughs) how I do my life and how I do motherhood. And this grace is not only for myself, but it's for others as well. Are there some crappy people out there? Sure. There sure are. But for the most part, most of us are trying to do our best, including you. So let's go ahead and use the benefit of the doubt and just offer up more grace. There's no need to be crazy, critical, or judgmental. It's not helping anybody. Does it make you feel better when you beat yourself up mentally? Does it make you feel better to put someone else down so that you seem elevated? No. Grace and self-compassion go such a long way. In fact, I actually have an episode that I did very early on in this podcast. Um, It's episode number three with my good friend Brittany Crane from Get Out There Girl. We talk all about grace and self-compassion in motherhood, and it is such a good one. So when you're done here, please go listen to episode number three. It's so, 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 so good. All right. Number seven, and I clapped. Sorry there. You are always going to be doing something new and something that you've never done before. And spoiler alert, so is everybody else. Okay, so the crazy thing about being a mom is that this job is always changing. As soon as you get like your head wrapped around one aspect of the job, your kids have moved into a new like part of life and you're just turned completely upside down again and you're learning all new things. I am heading into a new arena of motherhood right now. My youngest just turned five. He will hit kindergarten next year. I officially have a tween ager now. I, you know, I'm no longer carrying around diaper bags and planning trips around nap times. My job has completely shifted and it's something I've never done before. So I'm not a new mom anymore, but I'm I'm a new mom to a 10-year-old. I've never been a mom of a 10-year-old before. And soon I'll be a new mom of a teenager and so on and so on. There's always going to be these things that are new and things that will challenge you. And the cool thing is, is that that's not just true for me and it's not just true for you. It's true for every single parent out there. Every single one of us is just taking it one day at a time. We're all trying our best. We've never done it before. And even if it's like our third kid, we've never done it with this kid before with their unique challenges. Like literally every single day is something new and something we've never done before. So this is where lesson number six comes in with grace and compassion. Like give yourself a pat on the back. Maybe give another mom or another parent a shout out too because we're all 
just figuring this out as we go. It's like baptism by fire. Here you go. Do your best. Be on your merry way. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Number eight. This is a fun one. Number eight is sexy is a state of mind. And you might be thinking, where does sexy come into play with lessons you've learned from being a mom? But hear me out. We all know like after you have your kids, it's always like, oh, get your body back and all this stuff, right? Listen, you're not getting your 17-year-old body back. So let's take a minute, however much time we need, let's let's mourn those boobs up where they're supposed to be <laughs> or whatever you want to mourn and let's move on. All right, let me tell you about a story with my first postpartum experience. So for the sake of the story, I am five foot two. None of that is my torso. I have a, such a small torso. The second I get pregnant, my body's like, boom, we're pregnant. Like it's out there. And bless the stretch mark gods. They were like, let's give this girl some marks. And they did. And <laughs> after I gave birth to my first child, I legit look like I had survived a bear attack that just went crazy on my stomach. I wish I was exaggerating. That is how, that is best how I can describe what happened. Like a bear just went to town on my stomach. And it's been 10 years. So yes, they have faded a little bit. But like, I remember looking in the mirror and just being like, oh my gosh, what is this? And a lot of other curse words flying through my head. (laughs) But... I was devastated and I just thought, well, this is, this is what I've got now. Like, I guess we've just got to be cool with this. And, you know, there's a saying that says time heals all wounds. And like I said, yes, over time, my scars have faded. My saggy skin has gotten better. And as more, but more than like the time that heals is that your mindset heals. And as I've worked on my mindset, it has changed so much about how I view myself and how I view my quote-unquote mom bod. Now, I've had many, many years of getting to this place of being able to really love and accept my body and believing that sexy is a state of mind, but it really, really is. You are as sexy as you believe you are. Let me say that again. You are as sexy as you believe you are. So whatever you need to do to feel elevated in that arena, say those affirmations. Get yourself, here's a fun thing to do. Get yourself some fun bras and underwear. Like make it fun. Have a sexy playlist. And for the love of all things holy, when your partner tells you that you are beautiful, that you are hot, that you are sexy, believe them. Like, don't brush it off. It's so easy to brush it off. You're like, oh, shut up. Like, don't say that. Oh, shut up. Like, and then you like grab, you know, a flabby piece of skin and be like, this is sexy. Really? Yes. Your partner told you you are sexy. Believe them. And little by little, and even if you don't, like, just try. Just try to believe them. Just say thank you. Like, thank you. I'm glad you think that. And little by little, as you believe it more and more, and as you say those affirmations, and as you get feeling better, your mind will take over. And sexy really does become a state of mind. And you're able to not focus so much on everything that happened to you, (laughs) happened to you, you know, with being pregnant and with your body going through all of these changes and everything. 
your body's beautiful. And mine went through like, I don't know, that's a lesson that as a, as a mom, this might seem like a weird lesson to have on things that I've learned through motherhood, but it's one that has really been a big one for me. And so I wanted to share it, that really your mindset around how you feel and what you believe about your body is so, you are in control of that. If you want to feel better, if you want to feel sexier, if you want to feel like yourself again, it starts in your mind and you can do that. Ugh. Okay. Speaking of that, we're going to kind of continue that thought a little bit with lesson number nine. We're getting to the end. We're getting there. Um, is the way that you talk to yourself matters. Of course, of course, of course, of course, mindset and your inner dialogue is going to be included in this. It's me. Hi. Like This is what I talk about. Becoming a mom and being in this role is actually what has helped to push me to be more intentional about that, to really be aware of my mindset and to really take notice of what my inner voice is saying and the, the thoughts that I'm allowing to be in my head. It's so important to how I'm able to show up each day and how I'm able to live and create and cultivate my life. We have so many times where there's something, you know, we'll do something or we'll mess up or we'll make our, we'll yell at our kids or whatever. And then you've got that inner voice that's like, you're such a bad mom. No, you're not. Screw that voice that says that. And I tell myself all the time and my kids, my kids probably get really annoyed. I don't know if they do. All the time I will be with them and be like, I'm such a good mom. And they laugh at me and they're like, I'm like, you know it. You know I'm a good mom. And they're like, yeah, you're a good mom. And like, I, I say it jokingly, but... I say it often enough that I believe it and my kids believe it and it shows up because then I'm like, well, what could I do today to be a better mom, to be a good mom, to make that statement true? The way you talk to yourself is so crazy important. Please take notice of it because the way you talk to yourself will show up in every aspect of your motherhood. Make it good. All right, we have made it to the last one. Number 10 is that you are you. Outside of motherhood, you have an identity that is separate from that. I was talking with a friend the other day who had this really, really cool thought. Um, We were talking about becoming a mom and the transition of that. And then we were talking about how there is multiple times in motherhood that we transition, just kind of like what I was talking about up above, um, how there's always something new, right? We're always transitioning. And um, she had this really kind of cool thought about like the identity crisis that we kind of can sometimes have as moms where we're like, well, who the heck am I? You know, we have that sometimes when we first become moms and we feel really lost and we lose our identity because it's just those sleepless nights and your body has been through the ringer with giving birth and then with like nourishing a child if you've chosen to like breastfeed or whatever. Like there's so many things where you just kind of lose yourself a little bit and we, it's, I mean, it's not a shocking thing that moms can have an identity crisis of sorts, right? And so that is something that I have learned is that my identity, I am me. I am Jesse. You are you. Whether or not there's motherhood there or not, that you are a person with your value, with your worth, just because you're you. And yes, you should get lost in your motherhood. And yes, you should like love your children and, and show up and serve and do all these things. But you don't have to lose yourself in it, if that makes sense. 
And that's why these other things that I've talked about, like your mindset and taking time for yourself and understanding that basic care isn't self-care and and learning to have grace and compassion, like all of these things play into that with you understanding that motherhood is my role and it is is 100% part of my identity, but it's not my entire identity. I am still me and I can do things for me that light me up. And in that, I become a better mother. I become a better partner and all of those things. All right. So there you go. 10 lessons that I've learned in my 10 years of being a mom that relates to me and motherhood. Straight from my heart, they're lessons that I've learned that that are for me. So if any of them spoke to you, fantastic. If one or two did, great. If they all did, Yes. If you think they're all a load of crap, I'm terribly sorry. Maybe pick a different episode to listen to. But it came from my heart. They're lessons that I have learned. And I I truly, truly hope that they helped one of you. If they did, one of my favorite ways to connect with you is in my DMs. And if you are a person who we've had conversations back and forth through the DMs, you know this already, but I love it. I love getting to know you. I love having conversations. And I'm not afraid to get vulnerable and go deep there. So if any of these spoke to you or if you have any questions about them or want to kind of dive in and discuss it more, please, please, please don't feel nervous or discouraged or whatever from from sending a DM because I absolutely light up when I see you pop in there. And there you go. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.